another episode of This Is Not What I Expected. <laughs> if you're laughing at me, we're with uh, Lucas hey. today. So we decided we don't have uh, a plan because we have a few that we want to talk about, but I figured it'd be kind of cool to start with model stories because you told me you had some <laughs> interesting stuff. So tell me. Um, yeah, no, I like just started shooting with people like, I don't know, maybe close to a month ago now. Oh, yeah, uh, at least post-COVID post, post <laughs> in Canada. In Canada. Because it's, yeah. it's a lot worse in the States still. You can't like yeah. really leave the house in the States still. But it's like, since stuff got better and people started working again, I started shooting more. And um, there's just like one really prominent one. I'm not going to say who it was or like, no. it was just they. We don't say names. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it was just a very awkward thing. Um... They were kind of like a, I don't know, like an acquaintance. I didn't really okay, know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know who they were, yeah. but they followed literally all of my close friends. Right, right. Like my roommate at the, my roommate at the time, and then yeah, we all have all of our person, like yeah. all of our close friends. And I was like, I asked one of them because my friend, my one friend, um, brought up. He's like, "How do you know this person? Why are they? Why, oh, why are they following yeah. all of us?" And I was like, "I have no idea." And then he was looking through all the mutuals, and he saw that our other buddy knew them. And so we're like, okay, if this guy knows them, if our, <laughs> if our buddy knows them, then it's like fine. They passed the test. So they it's must like, because okay. like, yeah, like he's like, uh, it was my one buddy John. I was like, he knew them, and thought it was like, okay, they're really chill, so yeah. it's fine. And I was already talking to this person for a while, like even before COVID. I would like, you'd just be like on on Instagram, like DMs once yeah. in a while. And, um, seemed like harmless. They they had some, like, odd points at, 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 like, when we were talking. But they, uh, eventually came up to me wanting to, they asked me, I think maybe almost a month before we actually shot, to do a shoot. Okay. And they're, um, they had a family member that used to be a model, like, professionally. Mm-hmm. And the family member was kind of, like, pushing them into doing it as well to just give it a shot. Okay. And I was the first photographer that they ever shot with. And um, seemed all right at first. And I was like, okay, not going to have an issue. I've, like, shot off a lot of people that have never done it before. So, like, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Um, and from my conversations over Instagram, seemed like a perfectly cool person. They seemed totally fine. Yeah. And, um, and like, also just, like, I can't think of the word right now. Kind of, like... Like they, they they were mature and they like knew oh, how to be yes. professional and yeah. how things would run right. with a professional thing, and she uh, cut that out. I'm not trying to say who like just like the she. Oh yeah, I'll cut that out. Okay. Give they it a uh. Wait, give it a sec. Okay. They um. They messaged me to ask for the shoot, so I was like, okay, we'll set up a time then, and. It ended up raining, but, like, I was, like, I can, I want to do these certain photos because it's raining so we can do it, and I was really happy with, like, doing it still. Yeah. So we went out and did it all, and it was a paid shoot as well, because I was, like, I told, I made a post, like, before I started taking bookings, I was, like, just doing shoot, I'm just doing paid stuff now because it's COVID. I understand if you can't, you can't pay right now also because of COVID, but, like, then maybe we'll just do it another time. But it's, like, I need some extra money, and if you have that extra money and you're willing, we can work something out. Right. And I, like, made some changes to how I used to do it because I was, like, more, wanted to be more accommodating. Yeah. But 
feel like I shouldn't have said that as much with this person because it seems like they kind of took advantage of it. That's the hard thing, though, is that, like, because I'm the same way. I'm, like, so willing to be accommodating, but then there's the people that, like, completely take advantage of that, and it sucks because then it's like, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because then I just get, like, completely fucked over, and it's hard. It's hard to, to balance between that. But yeah, yeah. go on, go on. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, the shoot went on. It was fine. Didn't have any issues with it. And I was, like, happy with how the photos turned out. We shot for about an hour. I told them it would be an hour. And I had another shoot to get to. And, um... So, at the end of it, they paid me. And then they were asking, they're like, could I take a look at some of the photos? Could you just send me the raws tonight? And I'll pick the ones that I want. And I was like, I don't usually do that. Because last time I did it, I got screwed over. Yeah. But I'd known you for a while. And, like, you seem like a stand-up person because you're friends with my other friends. Yeah. Which I found out later on, they weren't really friends, oh, they yeah. were an acquaintance, because the friend that knew them knew their significant other. Oh, So they just weird. kind of knew right. them, but they were saying it was their friend. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so this kind of makes more sense now. Yeah. And um, so I asked, uh, I asked them just like, just don't post them, don't edit them. It's just for you to choose which ones you like. And then it's between both of us because of the... Like, I didn't say this part, but it was like... Obviously, when you have it, sometimes they might not pick one that's great. Yeah. So, like, it's, our, it's my discretion as well yeah. on what I think looks good. Because I need to look good, too. It's not just about you looking good. Yeah, exactly. And they gave me, like, 14... Yeah, like, 14 photos back that they liked. I was like, okay. And then instantly made one of them... A profile picture. Ooh, I hate that. And I was like, well, that's a raw. Told you not to post raws. Yeah. Didn't say anything, though. I was like, I'll just, whatever. I'm just going to leave it. It's a profile picture. It's not huge. Yeah. It's not, like, full-on post or anything. Like, yeah. using it. Like, whatever. Um, now I edited them, I think, like, five days later. Because I had work. And <laughs> uh, sent them off. I was pretty happy with them. I gave eight out of the 14 they wanted edited yeah and then I gave different substitutes because the other ones they chose weren't in focus or they're blurry or the lighting was really bad and I was like this just doesn't look good yeah you don't look good in these photos either because say you're like blinking or you made a weird face or like yeah I know exactly what their you face mean. was also just completely it was an overcast day already because it was raining and yeah. their face was in a, sh in a shadow so like I already was like it's really hard to see your face yeah so we're just not going to use this one it's always interesting like what photos other people pick and I think they're good. And I'm like, yeah. but these don't look good. Yeah. And I'm like, they're blurry. Like, they're totally yeah. blurry because you were moving or yeah. I wasn't ready. And so I gave substitutes. And then I also did the stereoscopes that I usually do. And um, I got a message, like, I think an hour later after I told him that they're all up. Like, so I'm realizing that you didn't give me, you gave me, like, five out of the 14 that I wanted that were edited, and then you just gave me a bunch of random ones that you liked. So I was like, I actually gave you eight edited yeah. ones that you wanted, and I, t I took, like, screenshots of the image file and the photo next to it, because, like, on Lightroom and Photoshop, it shows you the image file. Yeah. And I was like, you asked for these eight, I edited these and sent them to you, and then I gave you strong substitutes that I thought would still be good. Yeah. Like, yeah, but at this point, it doesn't matter what you think is good, it's what I think is good, because I paid you. I'm like, 
technically no because yeah no you hire a photographer because you're hiring a photographer because you trust me exactly because you can't do it you're putting your trust in me to make you look good exactly you're anyone can you're, go and take a blurry photo yeah it's not why they hire and me <laughs> I was like you're hiring me also because like you want quality quality and you want me to do it because you can't yeah and you liked my style you were like raving over it before we did the shoot yeah. And then I also mentioned, and I hate doing this because I hate being like an entitled prick by saying it, but I was like, I'm just going to. I was like, I've done photography for almost seven years now. Yeah. I was like, I've done clients work. I've done paid work like this. I've done professional paid work. Yeah. I've done product photos. I've done music events. I've worked with a bunch of different people. Yeah. Including just photo shoots and lifestyle shoots like this one. Yeah. And with people just like you that have never done this before, amateurs, I have never had someone ask for this and say that. I don't care what you like, it's yeah. what I like. I'm like, because yeah. everyone just knows it's not how it is. Yeah. Because it's like you going to, and I gave like, I didn't, I gave the examples, like it's like you going to a tattoo artist and like with your drawing, that's not the greatest, yeah. and like, I want this exact drawing on me. No tattoo artist will do that unless it's like a walk in shop or like, exactly. like a, a shitty, yeah. like a, a shitty little biker shop because they're just like, okay, whatever, money. But most artists are going to try and make it look better and put their own thing on it because it's it's their work, their work that yeah. they're putting in it. They don't want to spend however long tattooing you yeah. someone else's design. They yeah. want to make it their work and they'll still want to make it what you want, but they have to make it look good for both of you. Yeah, exactly, because it's supposed to be mutually beneficial. Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't getting through to them. They just kept being like, I don't oh, care. So I don't care that you want to look good. At this point, it's about me looking good. And I was Pay like, extra then. <laughs> and I was like... The same way that people pay extra for like commercial rights and like yeah. copyrights, you can pay extra for going against my discretion. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like telling them, I was like, actually, I don't think I did tell them because like, I was just getting sick and tired of it. I was like, I was just like, I can't argue with this person. They're just not seeing it. Because like yeah. I told it in like five different ways of like the reasoning behind it. And they're just like, I don't care. Like they just, it was, it was talking to a wall at that point. I was like, I yeah. don't see a point in this anymore. And I just, Gave up. I was like, don't, because I, I messaged her. Actually, I remember how this all started. She put, uh, I said her again. I messaged them, and this is, I remember this is how it all started now. I messaged them because they posted two photos, neither were the ones that were edited, because they still had access to the Google, the Google Drive of all the raw photos. Oh my god. But then when I sent the, and then at the same time, they also started ranting at me because I was like, this is why I don't give raws to people because they post unedited photos that look like shit. Yeah. And then I didn't say that. I said like this. I was like, I was like, I didn't say shit. I was being professional. I was like, they don't look good. Yeah. I trusted you and you broke that trust. Yeah. Because I thought I could trust you because you're not just a random person that has to shoot with me. I knew yeah. you decently well already from talking to you. Yeah. I thought I could trust you. Yeah. And I was like, I was, so I was like upset. And they're like, what? And then that's when they got up, went all off. I was like, well, you barely gave me any of the photos. And then I was just like, and then like, also you deleted all the raws. And like, well, because it was like fucking 10 gigabytes of yeah. raws <laughs> in the Google Drive. And you're not and supposed to. Why is this so. <laughs> I was like, it was for you to view, not to download. I don't understand why people don't. You downloaded. <laughs> yeah. So what's blowing my mind is the fact that people think that they have entitlement to the raws. Yeah. Literally no photographer in the history of the fucking world <laughs> will give you the raws. Also, like... I don't know anybody that will give out the raws. Unless you want to pay, like, a thousands. Because that's, that's you buying the rights to it. Yeah. Because 
I didn't bring it up because again, I didn't want to get into the argument because it was just another way of me wording that I don't, you don't do this regularly, but legally in 2012, before 2012, this could have gotten away. But in 2012, a law was was passed. I looked into all this because I was like raging mad. I was like, I was (laughs) so mad. I'm like, I was like, I'm pretty sure because I knew them loosely when it came to who owns what. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to double check. So I double checked and it was like after 2012. And then I gave an example of like a wedding photographer. Okay. They're like before 2012, a wedding photographer could take the photos and then the couple uh, owns it because they paid for it. But after 2012, it is still uh, like technically and like legally owned by the photographer. Yeah. You're paying for a copy of those photos. You are not paying for the rights to the photos. Yeah. And this all goes back all the way to the back of like when photography, when photos were like, like photography was first invented and it was on steel plates yes I remember. and they called that they called it the author the person that took that photo is the author the photo belongs to the author so you and i we are the author whenever we're taking our photos so it still belongs to us even if they pay yeah i was like if you want to and it even said it was like people can pay more or in a certain contract that specifies you can pay this to own these photos and they are not mine anymore yeah i didn't also my fault. Didn't have a contract. I have one now. Yeah. Because I'm just done with this stuff. I was yeah. like, I have a contract now that everyone will sign if they're doing a page shoot with them. Yeah, exactly. And, but I didn't get into that because I didn't want to get into it because I was like, I know this will just be a bigger argument. Yeah. So I just gave up and I was just like, I'm talking to a wall at this point and they're getting more and more mad. I'm just going to find an impasse. And I was like, I was like, I don't care anymore. I was like, I will put the photos back in the drive. You download whatever the hell you want. And then the, you tell me as soon as they're done downloading, I'm deleting them. I'm like, why are you deleting them? I was like, because it's taking up space in my Google Drive and, yeah. that I need yeah. for other clients. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to keep them there forever because I'm not paying for it. I was like, That's another thing that drives me wild. I don't understand why clients think that when they do a shoot with you, they're also apparently getting a free subscription to a storage unit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am not your digital file storage unit. I've yeah. had people come to me like years I think I had someone come to me a while ago asking for photos that I took like two years ago. What makes you think? You'd still have them. Yeah. I mean, you could. They'd be on like a hard drive or something, but it's like, exactly. I'm not keeping them and online. I do have a lot of stuff on my hard drive Same. from like up to probably five years ago. I will only let people have access to it for like up to a year or so. Yeah. Depends how they approach it too. Like if they're really nice about it, you know what? I might just dig for them or like charge a fee and dig for them type of thing. Yeah. But it blows my mind where like I'll deliver photos and then like 40 days later or something, they're like, oh, do you have the link? I'm like, why didn't you download them when I sent them? Yeah. I've had that too. And I'm just like, like, I have other clients that I need to put this towards. Exactly. I'm like, you were supposed to download these when I gave them to you. And I give it like a month, and then I delete all the folders that I have on Dropbox, unless yeah. it's an ongoing thing of certain people that I work with a lot. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I'll just leave it, and I'll just delete old stuff from it, but we'll keep the folder open. But yeah, I was just like, you tell me as soon as they're done downloading, I'm deleting them all. You post whatever you want. Do not tag me in any of them, because yeah. at this point, you're tagging me in stuff that is not my work, and yeah. it just makes me look bad. Yeah. I was like, that's I like you making that. a masterpiece painting... And some fucking dickhead takes your painting and decides to spray paint on it. Spray paints on it and then tags you in it still. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. So I was like, okay, that's not my painting because now there's spray paint all over it, but I'm tagged on it, so everyone thinks it's my painting. Yeah, it's so frustrating. It's the same thing when people add filters 
to your work. Which I've also had happen. Yeah, I think everybody Everyone has had that happen. Had filters Everyone has work. had that happen. And people don't understand it. And it's like, you realize you literally altered my image. That's not how I wanted it to look. If it's how I wanted it to look, I would have done that myself. Exactly. Do you think, actually, I was going to ask you this question. Um, I don't know. Like, when I was listening to your story, it just made me think of, like, people feeling entitled. Um, sure. And this is a little bit of a segue, but I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about because... I just love talking about it. <laughs> Do you think, um, now I wouldn't say necessarily like social media, but I just find it very interesting that like, because everybody has access to a phone and like everybody thinks that they're like an influencer now, so many people feel <laughs> entitled to have things their way. Yeah. And like, I don't know how else to describe this aside from associating it with Instagram, but essentially like I just have noticed over the last few years since Instagram has become so big, people are way more entitled. Oh yeah. Is that just me? Like, No, no, that's true. As soon as like people are on Instagram and they have any sort of inkling of following on there or like they feel like they're famous in any sort of way because someone they don't know looks at their story they're like they think they're starting somewhere big and i'm yeah. like but the, the way i look at it is instagram originally like it's great the way it's it, the, the how it's come how far it's come i mean in like business perspective because like yeah you can use it for a business i don't like when people strictly use it for a business because hey who knows every it could die the next day. Like yeah. Inst- Facebook could go bankrupt. Something yep. could happen. Instagram could go down. You lose everything. And if that's your entire business platform, you're screwed. But people always like don't think like Instagram used to just be like Facebook. Yeah. And yeah. Facebook can even be used as like a business platform for certain things. And I still don't get that. I'm like, why don't you have your own domain? You should have your own like website, anything like that. Yeah. And but like people are like, especially like influencers. Like, to say they're influencers, and they run everything off of Instagram, and it's like, this sounds like, you just, yeah. like, you're, like, because the, the reason a lot of people like to do it, at least in my opinion, I think they like to do is because they're, like, my following is visual on it, so yeah. my only way of getting business is from here, because people see I'm popular on here. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Because I know, I know successful photographers, videographers... It's their full-time job, and they make a lot from it, and, like, yeah, they're com- and they, don't post they are anything. comfortable, yeah. and either they don't have an Instagram, or they have the Instagram that, like, every normal average person has, where it's, like, 100 followers, and just random stuff of them doing stuff, and once in a while, yeah. they'll post work, they'll post work photos, and yeah. it's, like, it's, like, that's not where their income's coming from. Their income's coming from their website, or from a business they work with, or from contracts, but, yeah, like, because it's all on Instagram now, there's, like, entitlement as well. And they're like, oh, I might run my business off of Instagram. So that's yeah. that's another aspect of the entitlement. And then anyone can be a model now, apparently, on Instagram yeah. because if it blows up, they instantly think they're a model. It's like, no, it's just because well, yeah, it's a good photo. Well, yeah, locally because people that, like, get all this attention online in, like, your local area or whatever, like, the agencies in that town, they're then yeah. looking at all of these people being like, oh, these are potential people I could scout. But it's like... I don't know. It's like, do you actually want those people? Like, yeah. what type of value, like, what type of values, sorry, do they have? And, like, do you actually want to be associated with that? Because, I don't know. Well, that's the issue, yeah, because, like, they, they want to associate because, like, hey, they're a good-looking person or they have features that I want because they're a model and I would yeah. like them in my agency. But it's, like, the issue of that is, like, 
person are they good personably or are they literally doing it because they want to be and now because of covid so many people are just like filling out online applications and then they're like yeah doing a facetime shoot or something or like call and then they're like actually yeah let's sign you and it's like you barely know them yeah, not saying I, that like most agencies like know their models inside out, but I feel like. But if uh, I feel like they do different. more background work for yeah. it than like, we'll just shoot over Zoom or FaceTime or whatever. Yeah. We'll do a FaceTime photo shoot. Like that is not the same because like. Yeah. That is like in so many ways so much easier. Yeah. Because, you both have so much more control because it's like I'm shooting in the frame of this screen. Exactly. I'm, I'm not, I I'm not dealing with now. everything else. It's their job. Yeah. And I'm just going to shoot what I see and make it look interesting. It's like, it seems way more unprofessional and laid back. But when people like blow up from it, I'm like, and then yeah. I'm just like, I'm thinking of like in the next few months when like, or next few years when COVID starts to calm down again and they do a real life photo shoot, I'm like, this won't be the same. I know, that's what's, I actually kind of was thinking about that too, about how like. Because I feel like there's like, there's confidence behind the screen. Yeah. You're more confident, you're like, yeah, well, whatever, I'm not in of, person with them. Um, it makes me think of like fast food. So like, <laughs> everybody would cook at home, and then like fast food became a thing, and then it was convenient. Yeah. And now everybody loves fast food. So I'm like, is that going to be the same thing with modeling? Because it's convenient. Yeah, like, I don't want to leave the house. It's convenient. You don't have to leave the house. Just I'll just do me. a FaceTime shoot. That's why when it, like, started, I was like, ooh, I hope this doesn't continue past COVID because... Yeah. I mean, I haven't Although seen, I like, still... a whole lot of it, but I still yeah. see it consistent, consistently enough pop up. I will say I'm quite happy that I have seen a lot of, like, a lot more people going back to in-person shooting, which is great because I don't, I don't think there... I don't think it'll ever be able to be replaced i don't think there is a more convenient way because i don't think you get the same quality that's the only good thing i I honestly think it's so obvious that the quality of like a facetime shoot is definitely not the same oh definitely definitely not um yeah no 100 it's not gonna be the same and like again you just don't have as much environmental control or when it comes to like environmental I mean, saying like I mean, like lighting, location, yeah, everything. When you have a like studio shoot or something, you have so Total much control. so much stuff to your advantage of like yeah. how you can make the photos look good. When you're doing a photo shoot over Facetime, you just have to hope that they understand what they're just, what you're asking them to do yeah. in their home. <laughs> Especially because they're basically <laughs> controlling your camera at that point. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just like making sure that you get the screenshots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's always been, like, ever since Instagram, like, started becoming such a big platform for, like, photography and business in general of any sort of way. Because it's not just for photography. It's for yeah, a lot of things. But people inst- instantly, like, it's made it, people get this, like, gratification instantly. And they're like, oh, I can I can succeed. I can, yeah. I can easily succeed. And it's yeah. like, but you can't, though, probably, because you're only thinking of this one aspect. Yeah. And then they just, like, they don't really care, though, because they get such a bloated ego because they're like, I just have this big following. Yeah. And people are just going to want me for my following. So I don't really care about all the actual background work of like the business side of anything. Yeah. I kind of wonder where that'll go now that Instagram... I still have on my Instagram, I can still see the likes. What do you mean? Like, like the number? You, yeah, like you know how they got rid of the likes? You can still see the number? I can still see the numbers. That was like, almost a, that was like a year ago. When that I happened. know. I think I'm... What I'll phone do you have? Hang on. I... What kind of phone? Oh, you have a six or a seven? I, ha- I have an eight. 
I thought it was a There's six, an and then I went to... <laughs> oh, there is an eight. Yeah, there is an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the store to get a new phone, and I, well, I was thinking about it, and I was, like, asking them, like, how far along I had on my phone to upgrade, and um, I was like, I have a six. He's like, actually, you have an eight. <laughs> I was like, oh, whoops. But yeah, look, see? Oh, wow, Still yeah. Still the legs. I don't know why. On my other accounts, though, like, I have same accounts yeah. attached to this, but they're updated. It's because, yeah, so it's Instagram, so the way... I'm, and I'm not, like, a professional in this. I'm just going off of my other friends that uh, are have a bigger following than me and ones that are in the States as well. Because the States also, if you're in the States and you have Instagram, updates come out earlier or later. Usually it's earlier. Calgary, yeah. always, like, Canada will always get stuff delayed. Yeah. But then also it depend. They do, like, a random, like, I don't, again, not a professional in, like, what I'm talking yeah, don't they about. they do, like, a test? But they just, like, they send, like, the, the brand new thing I just showed you today about the likes, if anyone hasn't seen it, for some people, where the like button used to be to look at all your likes and whoever followed you and whoever tagged you, yeah. on my update, that button's gone and it's a, it's a shopping bag because so many, um, like, drop shipping companies, like, that just do, like, like, made to order yeah. and like other companies that like you can go to their website and like use that feature on Instagram that is now there on my on my bottom like toolbar in Instagram instead of the like button I have to now go to my profile and the top right corner of my profile there's a little heart and that's how I can look at <laughs> my like activity feed of who's followed me who's tagged me and who's liked me it's just so much work but like... I don't know anyone else that's had that yet I'm sure a lot of people have gotten it but like the people I've met, like you, and, like they don't have it yet. I know, I don't have it. I was like, my, what are you talking my about? My girlfriend doesn't have it yet. But like, and I'm pretty sure a couple like other photographers that are like big as well don't have it yet. Like it's just like Instagram just randomly throws updates out. And I've even yeah. noticed like on my two other random accounts that I have, I have one for just like posting random stuff to like see how I want to make my feed look. Yeah. And then I have like my stupid Finsta account, which is like <laughs> random bullshit on there. Do you know, I didn't know what a Finsta was for, like, <laughs> like I think it was last year that I was like, people have Finstas? Yeah. That's a thing? I didn't know what it it's was. It's just a spam account, but people just call it that as a fake, I know, in, I fake did, Instagram I account, but I'm just like, yeah, whatever, same same shit. I was feeling so surprised. I was like, I feel dripped. Feel dripped? Dipped. Gypped? Oh. <laughs> is that racist to say now? I think that is. What? Feel dipped? Gypped? You're saying gypsy is a racist term? I didn't think that's where it came from. Yeah. Oh. I guess it is. I don't know. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I thought it was like, I felt, I thought it was in reference to like, I feel shorted. Well, yeah, but like, because gypsies are like, they're not called gypsies any, anymore. I can't remember what they're called. Oh. I, feel, I feel bad. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel bad for saying this, but like, yeah, it's I like, saying gypsy is like a, it's, it's not natural. It's a very, I heard that. I it's an offensive, that it's gypsy. an offensive term. I can't, and I feel really bad and uneducated that I don't remember what they're called. Like what they wanted, what they would prefer to be called right now. Oh. Just yeah. nomads. Like they're nomadic people. They travel. Yeah. And um, that term was like because they're cheap. Like that's like the stereotype. Oh. The stereotype. The stereotype. Okay, I didn't know. It's because like, they're cheap. So they're like, oh, I got gypped. And it's like, well, now it's like it has kind of like a negative connotation to it. Interesting. Just like how people were like using like slurs for Jewish people. Yeah. And like saying all that stuff as well. Like similar like racial terms. Wow, the more you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's our political half yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> Just in case anybody wanted to learn something today. You know. Um, cool. Should we go on to a different one? Sure. How do you feel? 
we're at where are we? We're at twenty seven minutes. So I feel like I could cut it I'm down. Fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Keep it going. We'll do like another twenty minutes on a topic. Sure. Because then I'll probably just put it into a forty minute episode. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Working with the team or biggest lessons learned? That would be. Uh, I do lessons. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you do that because like, I haven't obviously haven't heard any of the other podcasts. Is it just me? To, is it just the guest talking, or do you like? No, I talk okay. too. Okay. Well, I just feel like, I've, like I just feel like, like I've been talking like the entire time. No, feel, it's okay. I feel bad. It's like well, it's I mean, we was, could, like, we rant. Could, well, we could continue talking about our topic. Yeah. If you want. Oh no, I'm fine if like going to something else unless you like wanted to add in anything. I can't really think of anything. I mainly just kind of peep in here and there. No, oh, is that too loud? It's picking feel, up. It's picking up on the mic. I just feel bad because it's like hot in here. It's okay. I can I can handle it. Okay. Well, let's do twenty minutes of a different topic, um, and then we can both kind of. I don't really care. I like the story thing because I think that it lets you like add in. Yeah. Something that you can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll just do lessons in photography, and basically what I've been doing is like we'll have like the whole thing, aside from anything I need to cut out. Yeah. And then it just like we'll go quiet for a second. And then we'll start talking about something else, and then okay. we'll go quiet at the end, and we're like, okay, that was it. Gotcha. Basically, just like different conversations. I haven't decided if I want to put music yet because I just can't find anything that I like. So yeah, it's so you gotta find silence. you gotta find royalty free music too. Yeah, it's hard. So I've just been doing uh, silence, <laughs> but okay. Um, we'll give it a second, and then I'll um, add in. We'll talk about the next one. Okay. Okay, that was a good discussion. Um, <laughs> so we're going to switch gears. <laughs> we're, we're talking about something else now. I know that was like, that was our daily tea. <laughs> I don't know what else to call that. Well, that was our model story, I guess, for this yeah. week. Um, and then we wanted to talk about biggest lessons in photography. And so I guess first, what I wanted to ask you was like, I guess it's more general. Like, what do you think about your biggest lessons in photography? Like, in your entire career, what do you think? I mean, it can be fairly broad. Like, we can talk about a couple different things. So, um, what are your thoughts on your biggest lessons in photography? Is there anything that you have learned that you wish you would have known when you were starting? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody has. Yeah, um, yeah, everyone definitely has. They're always very different and come at different times for everybody, too, of, like, throughout their... Do you think there's certain lessons that people just have to experience so that they oh, can learn themselves? Yeah. I definitely think people have to learn, like, experience things like dealing with a poor client, like, yeah. someone that's just, like, mistreats you, mm-hmm. or is, like, super self-entitled and rude, or just, like unrealistic expectations especially like yeah. and then the, the the thing that like ties in with unrealistic expectations is like looking at how long you've done it and like your actual like experience and like yeah how much skill you actually have in being a photographer or whatever field you're doing it doesn't have to just be photography but like personally for us it's yeah. photography but like people don't seem to think that they're just like oh you're a photographer you can do they don't think of like what has to go behind it yeah even I though agree. Even though they're literally hiring something, someone to do something they can't do. Yeah. So they obviously should understand that, like, it has a learning curve to it. But for me, I realize it's like, 
I did a few paid shoots. And this is like, oh, this is like, like 2015, I think. Yeah. 2015, 2016 for me when I first started, when I finally like started getting paid photography shoots. And I like, this is maybe a year after like getting a lot of models to shoot with me. Like even, yeah. the, and it was a lot of TFP, but it helped because I was like, I'm not shooting just my friends now. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I, it got me into doing what I did, fashion photography more, which I like doing. So I was able to meet different people that all had different styles and yeah. different personalities. But um, that was never the bad thing. That's why it kind of like dawned on me and it was the kind of like a very rude awakening was because like I had this one shoot and it was like, I don't remember how I even met this person. They're, they're, uh, we don't have any bad blood. I, I can't remember her Instagram right now. She's a nice enough girl. She has, she's like an influencer, but she's actually like a successful influencer, not the right. comedic ones that like they think they are. <laughs> but she's like, she's successful. It is her job. I hate saying that like my job is an influencer, but I don't know how. She's a social media. Yeah. Her career is social media or yeah. media marketing. So like that sounds more professional than saying I'm an influencer. Yeah. Because it just has such a negative connotation to it now. And it just seems kind of funny to yeah. say it. It's yeah. like, but, um, she worked with uh, this like private branch or something that was in education and okay. they, they needed headshots and I was like I don't have a studio like right. oh we wanted it to be outside I'm like okay never done this before though right I don't really know what they want and they weren't uh it wasn't her because she was like kind of like contracting me to do it right right I wasn't being paid much didn't really care at the time it was just something that I could put on a portfolio that was professionally done and it wasn't just a random model photo shoot was like, I did this for a company. Yeah. Or like a service. Yeah. I did it for the Calgary Board of Education, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. And um, they wanted headshots, but they're like, well, we want, I didn't have a reflector. I didn't have like anything. I just had my camera and I had a 50 millimeter lens because I have a crop sensor. It was more like an 80 millimeter lens, not a 50. So I was like, I didn't, I had what I had. I didn't have anything professional. Yeah. And I did my best with it. They're, of course, just, like, normal people, so they're not gonna, they're not gonna, like, know how to pose or anything, but they're like, well, we want light on their face, and like, okay, well, then that means they have to look at the sun, and they wanted to do it at, like, noon, so oh the sun God. is right yeah. at the, like all of the it was during winter, it was during, like, I think it was, November. Oh, it was yeah. November, so the sun was, like, right in the middle of the sky, yeah. it was reflecting off everything, because it was winter, and, like, they're like, well, we want the light hitting their face, and, like, well, they're going to be squinting then because the sun is in their eyes. They're like, ah, whatever, you can fix that, can't you? I'm like, oh my not, God. I, I was like, you can't fix everything. I was like, I can't fix everything. And because I'm at, the, at the time, I wasn't that new. I was like, I don't, I can't make them look like their eyes are open. Yeah. I don't, I was like, I, I don't know how to do this. I was like, well, this person's really red. I'm like, yeah, but you told me they had just had a really red complexion. And I was like, I could change that a bit. At the time, I didn't really know how. Yeah. And I was like, it just became like more and more of a difficult thing to do. And I was like, I just realized, like, I was like, I, I just can't do this. And it, it, it sucked. It was like, this could have been interesting. I felt bad because I was letting her down. Yeah. And she was, like, really helpful to me because she actually, like, she reached out to someone that was not well-known, someone that was new because she wanted to try it. She trusted me. Yeah. And I felt bad because I was like, I didn't deliver on it. Thinking back now, I know what I could have done to make it good, turn yeah. out well. And But that was, like, five years ago, six years ago. And... Yeah, I was just like, I jumped ahead a bit too much. That was like kind of like the right, like right. lesson. I was like, I just, I got in over my head really too uh, too fast, and then just like thought I could do things that I couldn't do. Yeah. 
it gets hard because, um, well, for me anyway, when I was starting out, a lot of the time, like, when I would get work, not even work, or just, like, projects or whatever, even if it wasn't paid, I always felt like I had to say yes, in a way, because, like, I don't know why, for some reason, I just had this mentality when I was first starting, where I was like, oh, like, I don't get many opportunities, which sounds so crazy to me now, because I'm like, I, there's always yeah. someone, but, like, in at the time, I was like, I don't get many opportunities or projects or whatever to do pretty much anything, so, like, I'll take what I can get, and now looking back, I'm like, I don't know if I would have been more selective. I think, I think the only thing that I would change is perhaps maybe um, approaching it differently now that I know how to do a lot of the stuff that I am doing. Um, because like we were saying, like a lot of people don't know what goes into the work of being a photographer. Yeah. But I think when I was starting out, I kind of also didn't know. Oh, yeah. And there's definitely been times where, like, I'll take a, take on a project and not realize all of the aspects that go into it. And one of the, my, like, proudest, <laughs> I hate saying that word, but, like, one of my, like, proudest, like, things that I have learned is that it might take me a day or two to get back to someone, but that's usually now because I actually like to sit down and think about, like, okay, what am I actually going to be doing? How yeah. much work am I actually going to be putting in? Because I used to feel like, for some reason, if I didn't get back to them, like, ASAP, they you'd would just find it. somebody else. Yeah, you would, like, I thought the same thing. Yeah. And then I feel like I regret doing that so quickly because I didn't actually put a lot of thought into it. And sometimes I would even take projects that I probably could have charged way more for Yeah. had I actually sat down and been like, okay, this is actually going to take me, like two weeks of my life at the end of the day or something like that right yeah. like no I definitely know how you, what you mean yeah and I yeah I uh I did that a lot I was like I don't want to turn this down because like I just I need I need I need shoots I need to shoot with people I need new people all the time yeah. I don't want to turn any of these down because like if I turn them down who knows they'll start saying like oh he flakes or he he says no to you a lot and when he's yeah. a brand new photographer and you should take every advantage so I was like I'm just gonna try and take every advantage I have and just yeah. like might take every chance I got I think that's a big misconception, too. I think a lot of people put it in people's heads when they're starting that, like, you should be taking everything. Yeah, like, take every chance you can get. Yeah, yeah. and while I don't necessarily regret the stuff that I did take, because I did take a lot, I think I wish I would have been a little more selective, because I, I, I don't think when you're starting out that you need to be grateful for every single thing. Like, yeah. you're allowed to say no. And somebody said this to me the other day because I was talking about... Um, how I kind of felt bad turning down a project because I was too busy. And she was like, well, at the end of the day, like, you do get to choose who you shoot with. Yeah. And I was like, shit, you're right. Like, <laughs> you choose who I you think, want to shoot with. Yeah, yeah, I think that really applies to when you're starting out. You don't have to take everyone just because people think you need to, like, somehow learn how to get better. Like, yes, you do need practice, but it doesn't have to be 24-7 or something. No. Or every single project. Yeah. I think, like... Like, the one last thing, and this is, again, around the same time when I just started finally getting, like, certain paid things, and I started really getting into a role of, like, consistently shooting. Um, There's two things. It's, like, uh, you can get burnt out easily. Yeah. And I've gotten burnt out a few times, and I wouldn't shoot for a couple months. Yeah, and then, I definitely have felt that way. <laughs> but, like, I never was, like, 
not done. I would just, I've, I've changed my approach. Uh, my approach and my outlook on doing it. Yeah. And if I would want to make it a career, and if I did want to make it a career, what would I want it to be a career in with photography? Because right, there's right. a lot of different things. It's not, it's not just, oh, you're just a photographer. It's like, what are you a yeah. photographer for? What do you do? What are you, what, like, what are you taking photos That's another thing, actually. Of? This is a side, side step. But I always find it interesting how people will reach out to random photographers to do stuff that they, they don't, don't necessarily do. do. I'm like, do you look at their website? Do you look at their Instagram? Like, does yeah. it look like they do any of that stuff? I've had that issue, yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. Like, I've had people ask for a boudoir. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like do you see what I take photos yeah, of? I'm like, yeah. I do... Do you think that's what I do I fashion photography. Around? It's outdoors most of the time. Yeah. Everyone I shoot is clothed. <laughs> and they're not being scandalous. Not saying boudoir photography is bad in any way. It can be very good. But it's very oversaturated. Yeah. And um, that's this those... like that's my two cents on it. But it's just like yeah. it's oversaturated, and people instantly think you're a photographer. You can do anything. It's like no, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I agree. I don't do what you. I don't do what you do, Megan. I I don't do beauty photography. Yeah. I. And just because you know how to take a photo doesn't mean you know yeah. how to do take a photo of something else. Yeah, exactly. Like you know how to take a photo for beauty photography doesn't mean you know how to take a photo for like I would not know how to do what you do. Uh, or like you don't know like you don't know how to do like I mean you've done product photography but like like business stuff for yeah, certain no. companies like it's yeah. like I, like I don't know how to do full I don't know how to do weddings I've done two I hated it I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Even though yeah the money's good even for me I did very like low end stuff. Yeah. It, money's good. I hated it though. It's a lot of stress. As yeah. everyone everyone says wedding photography is a lot of stress. I was gonna say, well, and everybody <laughs> says that wedding photography, if you want to do a career in, in photography, that's it's where that. you need to go. But I'm like, that's not true. Because I, yeah, then I everyone would be a wedding photographer. Right? But like it is I, too much work. It's so much work. It's so much work for dealing with very stressed out people because mm -hmm. it's their wedding. But then they also, they have unrealistic expectations. So I'm just like, there's, it was just, it was just, it's, it's, a, it's a handful of things that I never wanted to deal with. I tried it. So I could say I tried it. I have tried boudoir photography, but at the very like bare minimum of boudoir photography, yeah. I still like did not do full on lingerie and I didn't even want to do it. I've had a few, a few, uh, I've done a few of them now. Definitely hated it. And <laughs> Two of them that I really didn't like, I didn't even want to do. It was kind of yeah. like a miscommunication. Right. And I don't get into it because that's a whole other, a bunch of other stories. But it was just like, I they were not clear with what they wanted. Right. Yeah. Because they instantly think indoor shoot boudoir. Because yeah. I wanted, yeah. it was at the time, it was last summer when I just moved into my apartment with Michael. And I was like, I had massive windows. It's a nice big living room. We had it like, kind of like. Uh, like furnished in a nice way, so I was like, I want, I want to shoot here. Did yeah. not mean I want to do boudoir. Yeah. But instantly people thought that, and then it kind of bit me in the ass. I was like, well, I was like, the person asked me, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot since I haven't. I hated it. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm never gonna use the photos either because it's yeah. not what I use. So I was like, I gave them to the model. I kept them for about a month in case they needed to re-download them. I asked them again, I was like, you need them? Like, no, I got them. I'm good. I'm like, cool. And I deleted them. Because I was like, I'm never going to use these. Yeah. I'm never going to use them again because I don't want to do this. That's the thing with boudoir <laughs> photography, though, is like, so many people put it under that genre, but a lot of people literally will just, like, take photos of half-naked girls and then... <laughs> and they're like, hmm, boudoir. Yeah. But, like, boudoir can, is, is like... 
I think it, it there's, used a, to there's be. not very many people, to be brutally honest, that like truly know how to pose and like actually photograph and retouch like boudoir photography well. And make it, it's because people are half naked that it does so well. Exactly. Because people just want to see They just want to see half naked women. And it's like. Not that it's a bad not, thing. Like, not saying go there off, are, do not your saying thing, that, like, there are but, some like male boudoir photographers, but yeah. look at the comparison. Yeah. It's mainly yeah. women. It's fan servicing for all the guys that want to look at that shit. Yeah, and exactly. it's like, okay, hey, I get it. You tapped into that and you get a lot of money from it. Cool. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. I. The community is so massive in boudoir photography. A lot of them aren't good because they're just like, I'm going to take a picture of a naked woman. Yeah. On the technical standpoint, this photo sucks, but it's a naked woman. And so I'm just going to get exactly. popular. Yeah. And it's like boudoir originally wasn't even like meant to be like super scandalous it's just like it's meant to be yeah, intimate exactly. yeah and it's not it's meant to be like artistic still in a way but like so many people have kind of like butchered it yeah it's and it's now of, it's like very, it's like, over it's over oversaturated it's, and it's diluted. it's diluted and it's over sexualized yeah i get it like lingerie boudoir it is set it is like in any way sensual but yeah. it's meant to be intimate in a different way but now it's just like super sexually like, hypersexual and this is like yeah it's anyway <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to do it. That's my point. I don't want to do it. But I again went on a tangent. So the thing I was actually trying to get to that I oh, yeah. <laughs> so I drifted away from will be very quick. Um, my first very big paid gig was a music event. It was a, it was a it was a fucking flop. It was it was 20, 2016. Oh, okay. No. It was twenty. It was twenty fifteen. It was during Stampede, for anyone that doesn't live in Calgary or Canada, um, Stampede is a big thing that goes on in Calgary, Alberta. It's a country Alberta. festival, it's a country festival where people like to, they, they, they kill horses every year because of the rodeo. It's yeah. just mistreatment of animals a lot, and it's just a lot of rednecks and a <laughs> shit ton of tourists, and it and sucks. Everybody's drunk. <laughs> and everybody's drunk for two weeks, and it's like instantly okay to be for these two months, uh, two to not two months, two weeks of debauchery, and it sucks. Yeah. And this music event decided to fucking do it on this the first Friday of Stampede. I'm like, what makes you think anyone is going to come to this? And it was at the Legion. Wait, why? Oh, oh. Because so it's they, not part so of the they, Stampede. Oh. They're okay, like, okay. we're going to have... And the, I thought you meant they were doing it at Stampede for the first night. I was like... No, no. I feel like they were doing it the that. same <laughs> night. Okay, okay, sorry. But not with Stampede. It was their own thing. Because oh, okay. it, it was these yeah. two... Yeah, like, who's going to go to that? It was these two frat bros. And, like, they're nice enough. But when I met them, one guy was, like, half cut already. And I was, like, trying to talk to him. Just could smell the beer on his breath. And he was uh. also, like, fucking lit at the time, too. And I was like, this... <laughs> I was like, cool, all right. And then I asked them, because I got there early. He's like, yeah, we want to do a couple promo photos. I'm like, okay, cool. Why are we doing promo photos the day of? He's like, well, it's the only day we, was like, we're doing a promotion today. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, do you not like, you know how you can like, any festival, you can buy tickets like five months in advance. <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing your promos the day of? I'm like, who's like, coming in? Like, they sound like a world-class Chad. Yeah. It was just like a less... It, it was a less disastrous fire festival, but still just as disastrous <laughs> because they didn't think anything through and they lied. Just like with fire festival, they lied about a lot of shit. Fair. So I was just like, this did not turn out well. And anyway, we're doing the promos. They start trying to like, um, I can't remember what it's called. They start trying to like skim the line 
for the Cowboys tent, which is one of the biggest tents that does yeah. music events at Stampede. It's the largest tent there, and it has all, like, the headliners that come to Calgary. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, they did, they had, like, some rock. It's mainly country, but, like, Stampede does do a lot of different music. They will, like, now. At the time, they didn't do a lot, and these were two guys that liked going to raves, and they like EDM a lot. Like, we're going to do an EDM festival, but mixed with country theme, because it's, uh. because it's Stampede, and we're going to call it Electrodeo. I'm sorry, I'm name-dropping it. Listen, it's doing better now. Proud for the guys. Oh, they still they're still I, doing it. I found out last summer. Wow. Obviously not this summer because of COVID. Yeah. But last summer I saw a, an ad pop up where I'm like, hey, they're still doing it. You know what? Good, more power to them. I'm glad it worked. The first year was not great for me. I was very unskilled of certain things. I was still happy with the photos though. They turned out pretty well. Um, the guy did ask for like I took about 2,500 photos that night. Because I like uh, there's it was at the Legion, which is like this old like veteran club. Yeah. And it's a two floor building. Yeah. It's really old. Um, there's another festival. There's a couple festivals that actually are here that are played at the Legion because it's a it's like a pretty cheap venue and like it's easy to get to. So like it's not the first time like music has been played there because they rent it out for money. Yeah. Like it's a it's a heritage building, but they need money to keep it up still. Yeah. So they rent it out, um, but. I was asked to have a delivery of the photos the next day. Oh my god. So like, I edited and all. Edited. And wow. I was like, dude, and I got home at 3 a.m. I worked the next day. So I was like, you will get the photos in three days. Yeah. I was like, my what day off. He was like, well, the one guy was like, well, I, um, <laughs> the one guy was like, yeah, well, I've done photos for. And they just started name dropping companies, and I had eleven hundred photos edited the next day. I'm like, no, you didn't. Don't yeah. lie to me. You just yeah, uh, you, you downloaded them and sent them to them. That's all you did. You didn't yeah. edit them. I edited and sent him six hundred photos. Yeah, I gave him six hundred. Unless they want to pay for overtime, like, I was paid three. I was paid three hundred dollars. Yeah, and then he no. and then he okay. cut me to two fifty because he's like. He's like, I'm like in the hole right now. I lost a lot of money from this because people didn't come out because they did the promotion the day of. I'm like, yeah, that's not how you make money. No one's yeah, gonna come. It's also, stupid. it's during Stampede, and you're not partnered with. They really didn't do not, any research. Like you're not par- you're not partnered with Calgary Stampede, so that you're not gonna be on any of their plans. Yeah. So people are like, go to Cowboys Tent, go to Knoxville's Tent, go to any of these tents in Calgary that have music. Yeah. Or go to this small EDM festival that I've never heard of before and it has not been advertised until today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, it's happening at 8. Because <laughs> what they would do is, what we did at one point until we got kicked out, they're like, we're going to go to the line because the line is so big for Cowboys. Then we're like, hey, instead of waiting here, come here in an hour. And then we got kicked out because you're not allowed to, like, talk. You're not allowed to try and sell tickets to people yeah. going into a different place. Yeah. And it's, like, private property. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. No, okay. <laughs> Rally my keys, but yeah. So I learned a lot from that, and then the guy ended up only paying me two. No, it was supposed to be three fifty. Then he paid me two fifty, because he was like, "Yeah, the artists want, like, the musicians want their their money." I was like, "You haven't paid them yet?" I was like, "Oh my god!" And then, I, and then, like, the the dancers want their money. I'm like, "You haven't paid them yet?" I was like, "Stop using this as an excuse not to pay yeah. me," because it sounds like you just owe everybody. And I'm like, "This is kind of getting scammy," mm-hmm. and. I just, I learned a lot because the guy treated me like garbage and was like, because he was older than me. At the right. time I was 
18? Yeah. I was 18 at the time. So it was 20, 2015, yeah. It was like, I was almost 19 at the time. I almost turned, I was like turning 19 That's in August because yeah. it was, it was Stampede, which is in June, July. Yeah. <laughs> and, um. Ew, how did I know that? I don't even live here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know. But like, yeah. Yeah, I love how I said I was gonna make this short, and I fucking didn't make it oh, short. Okay. But <laughs> it was fine. just yeah, I that was my biggest learning thing was like people will step all over you and treat you like crap, and I was happy with the photos. I reached out to one of the musicians that played that night, and they used the, some of the photos I gave them. Nice. And I had a talk with them like, hey, that night wasn't the greatest. Yeah. I'm assuming it wasn't the greatest for you either, and they're like, yeah, we were told some things that didn't happen had some false promises mm -hmm. and I was like well I enjoyed the experience at least I got to shoot like take photos of people playing because yeah. I thought I, I, at first I was like maybe I want to do music yeah. music event stuff I don't I try I've done it enough I've done it for like two years and I was like I didn't like it but I I learned a lot from it I got a contact with them and they were happy with the photos so I'm like cool I got an accomplishment from this I didn't yeah. get paid what I wanted to get paid I still got paid at least it was cut drastically by a hundred dollars yeah. which annoyed me but i was like i at least came out with learning something that yeah. a lot of people have unrealistic expectations they like to step all over you mm -hmm. if they can and um <laughs> don't go in like go in prepared and not like i know it sounds awful don't always go into high expectations though because people will set, certain clients will like to inflate stuff and make it sound holier than thou and amazing when yeah, that's true. it kind of sucked. The and like I was told I it was going to be good. Yeah. Well, and one of the biggest things like going off of what you just said that I have learned is um, uh, actions speak louder than words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a lot of clients will say stuff, but until it actually happens... Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Take yeah. it with a grain of salt because... People can say anything. Yeah. Delivering on it is a whole other thing. Exactly. Uh, side note, cut out the name Electro Audio. I realized I probably was like, I'm just not going to say that. Oh, what? The what? That's the name of the thing. Just when I say that, just like cut it out. Okay. Yeah. All but right. that, that's, yeah, that's my rant again. My other <laughs> rant of the day. But it was like, it was like probably to this day, my biggest learning experience was with that music event. Yeah. Like it was a negative learning time. experience, but it was in every way a growing learning experience because I yeah I saw what in the industry was like. And when somebody like. tells you stuff like this, I think it doesn't have as much effect as it would if you were to actually experience, experience it. it. Yeah. So I agree. I think a lot of times you kind of have to just experience it and then learn how to communicate after the fact, like how you can go forward. Yeah. And it is like, it. it's yeah. kind of a... It is a poor outlook. It's like, hey, you have to experience shitty things to learn from it. But I'm like, that's life in general. Yeah. And like, and unfortunately, I think a lot of people <laughs> um, are coddled <laughs> these days. Just calling it out like I see it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like some a lot of people, people are. are like, I feel sad. I'm not supposed to feel sad. Why am I feeling sad? Like, yeah, it's well, a human emotion. You're supposed to feel sad. So I think you also need to experience. You need to experience some rough things. things. And if it's to in appreciate it, the good. Exactly. Yeah. And if it's in something that you want to do. In your entire career, as anything that you want to do, you're never going to, you're not going to have a perfect career. You're not exactly. going to be like, I didn't have a single bad day. It's yeah. never going to not happen. It's, it's never going to happen, I mean. Like, you will have you a will bad, have bad days, day, but like, but like yeah. 
That's fine. That's fine. Because, <laughs> yeah, you learn from it. And yeah. I wouldn't... I wouldn't take back that, that evening at that event because I learned a lot from it. Yeah. And I, mean, I was happy with the photos. I felt accomplished. I was just annoyed at the whole business side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Okay. Boo. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a good discussion. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Lucas. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, We'll have to have you on another one. I'm sure we've got lots to talk about, so. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. No, I'd love to come back. Sounds good. <laughs> You're not invited. I'm oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, that was another episode of This Is Not What I Expected, if you obviously didn't know. Um, and we will see you guys next week.